Hello everyone, I think that I need to explain more of the rest of the times of the sexual past regarding my collegiate years. When I decided to tell this story, these stories completely off the top of my head, I may read towards the very end of this episode. So, I, in that time period, slept with every body type of a, of women that you could think of. I slept with, at that time, every type of skin color, type every type of shape, and every type of size of women that you can think of. I'm not being braggadocious. You can hear my caution in my vocal tone right now. I like to be factual. I do not like to sensationalize anyone or anything. I, at the time, had a few of them, women, who had tobacco smoking nicotine addiction. And I was able to successfully persuade them to choose me over the cigarettes. Um, I was able to persuade them to choose me over the cigars and the tobacco smoking pipes too. It was mostly cigarettes for them. And we talked about why they smoked just like I talked to the ones about why they had a drinking problem and prescription drug problem and they talked about how their childhoods were just so traumatic sexually and physically and emotionally and I was able to help them to understand that there are better ways to to recover than to uh, damage their health and I was the first person according to them that told them that because they because their families and the people that they were around even their friends even their co-workers, they handled the pain in the same ways they did. So they were around a bunch of enablers. And I was able to convince them that, hey, you may need to change your circle so you can develop healthier habits. And they did. Um, and you're wondering why they were so compliant to what I said. Well, these women were in desperate need for father figures and they felt like if I ever find a good man I'll do whatever he tells me to do which was not completely bad because I was able to use my good manhood to um, make sure they had much better doctor results make sure they had much better dental results and I made sure they had much better sleeping well 
at night results because they didn't sleep well until I told them, hey, if you quit these habits, your sleep, your slumber will improve. And I was completely right because they showed me their doctor's reports, their dental reports, and it got better because they listened to me. However, I had my own traumas I was struggling to recover from. So, I didn't know how to be a father figure to my inner child at the time, and I'm pretty sure they didn't know how to be a mother figure to their inner child at the time, too. So, I think we were all doing the best we could. Um, And some people would go, but affairs with all these women, well, some of these women, not all these women, not all of them were married. And they would go, but why the married ones? Were you trying to purposely be a homewrecker, Antonio? I would say no, because I was scared to have an affair with them, to have affairs with them. I was scared, and there are times where I would avoid them, not come outside as much, take different routes to walk or to travel around the area, you know, Leesburg, Florida area, and there were times where I wouldn't leave my dorm, so it wasn't like I'm just going to be a male pig and not care if they're married, I'm still going to have my way. It was never that. It was, I don't like how, I I didn't like who I was, I didn't like my behavior. I didn't like who I felt like I was becoming. And I did not like being a side piece at the time. I was desperately trying to stop. And they would find me or out of powerful curiosity, I would go find them and the affair would continue. Sometimes during the sex, I would try to stop having sex when I was having sex but with them, but their politeness just kept engulfing me. And it then the same things happened then. There were times they tried to avoid me, not talk to me, and I wouldn't try to talk to them. We liked each other, but we knew that okay, this is not this is wrong, and so we we're desperately trying to avoid each other. But sometimes by taking different routes, I didn't know that we were taking the same different routes. Like I would go another way, they go another way. We'd meet each other, and we would charge at each other, not not purposely abusively, but that sense of I miss you, I need you, and trauma controlled that. So I wasn't trying to ruin a happy home. I wasn't trying to destroy anyone's household. Is another way of me saying the same thing. I wasn't trying to ruin a marriage. I wasn't trying to destroy any family or friendships or co-working relationships, you know, co-workers and colleagues at all. It was just that I, w- I felt like I wasn't used to being genuinely treated well by women. And I was something that I was so desperate for. I clang, I was clinging on to that. I was holding on to that. 
and I, I, trauma gave me a warped sense of being treated well by a woman. To some extent, it did. And the fact that I was trying to stop shows that I wasn't purposely picking women were married. It was just that they, pretty much every woman I was sexually involved with that had somebody else that had other men at the time they met me and we began our sexual dynamics tended to be male pigs. So there was histories of of abuse, physical, mental, sexual, all happened before I met me. And I did see bruises. This was the first time we met. And um, I was able to convince them to get legal help and they did and they were able to um, successfully prosecute the physical abusers Um, and the sexual abusers too because it happened even though it happened before they met me it was still within the the, it it was shortly before the statute of limitations expired so I was able to say, call the police, and they successfully prosecuted sexual abusers too, and emotional abusers as well. Not all the women, but you know, a handful of them. This happened to them, but they all dealt with male pigs. It was just that there are different levels of male pigness. Some had it where it was all types of abuse, and most of them had mental, psychological, emotional abuse. So I tended to date and have sex with women that had male pigs as partners. My five-year-old realities resurfaced quite a bit during that time regarding the fact that as a child I was used to women dealing with male pigs. And when I became an early young adult, that that those parts resurfaced you know me saving women back then I was even felt like I had to save women the rest of my life I felt responsible for all women I felt accountable to all women I felt like I had to be all things to all women and so I remember seeing that wedding ring and that's what really made me go we, we have to stop doing this this is not right you know, it's like, you know, the kissing and the sex. I was like, oh, we got to stop doing this. Especially when we first met, when we tr- tried to touch each other out, we started touching each other, I would pull back, we would pull back. I'm like, this is not right. And this is wrong, wrong, wrong. And I remember talking to them. And what I got from them was that uh, I... I felt um, this question to ask them, and I asked them if we had any relationship issues with cheat on me, and they vehemently denied ever going to cheat on me. They profanely made it clear that would never happen because 
you're a good man, you know how to treat a woman. They said, ever since I met you, I stopped having sex with other men. I stopped having sex with my husband. I stopped having sex with my boyfriend. And I looked at them in amazement and I said, but y'all agreed to be exclusive and they said well my partner is not honoring that They're, they have other people on the side and then they said once you know I met you I said okay I'll never have bad sex again and they said now that I have you I get to have the the excellent sex of my dreams and I get to have an excellent hubby of my dreams and they're like you know what this time I I want I, I, I they said to me that even though the law says you're not my husband I no longer want to feel like I have to have legal records to prove that you're the one that I love. So it's basically they wanted to have a common law marriage with me where it was like, you know, we live together sometimes. But they felt like, why do I need paperwork to prove my romance with another human? And that's how they felt. So they saw me as their common-in-law husband. And it was, that was at first rough for me because it made me think about how my mother's father was sexually sexually intimate with someone that our biological family doesn't like. And that they have that arrangement, but he um, is a greeter at my mother's church. And they explained more because they knew I was thinking, like, what does this mean? What does this all mean when they're talking about in this? When they said that, well, I feel like because we're adults. We don't need the government to tell us how to divide our assets. So what I have is what you have. There is no mine completely this, yours completely that, this is completely ours. They said, see how we're able to agree with on that? And the government did not have to decide for us how much we have. Like everything mine is yours, everything yours is mine. It's everything ours is ours. And they said, the reason why I'm telling you that is because, you know, I've been married more than once, or I was in a, I was with, I had more than one boyfriend. They were serial, serially monogamous, like I mentioned in the, in a couple of past episodes. And, They said, at one point, I had most of the assets, and then the next 
failed relationship, they had most of the assets and they said, you know what, I don't want to be governmentally or legally married to anybody. The next person I'm involved with, um, I'm just not going to, I don't even want a wedding. They said, whoever I'm with, I don't need to publicly show who I'm with. And they were referring to me. And I was just puzzled. I was tickled pink, but mostly puzzled with some sadness because it was just my childhood resurfacing in these ways was, it caused a mixed bag of emotions. So with the women, um, from what I remember, um, they called me daddy more than Antonio. They called me daddy more than Antonio. I'm saying that again just in case if you missed that. Because of their father figure complex. And I had a mother figure complex, but I would call them their name in a lovey-dovey way, you know. And I remember that children were optional for them. They were like, well, I don't want to mandate. I got, we got to have babies together. They said, if I get pregnant by you, meaning me, I decided I'm keeping the baby. But if we never get pregnant, that's okay. Because they, they were very like nonchalant on the children subject. So whenever they found that they weren't pregnant, even though a part of them was like, man, it would have been nice. It That didn't really linger with them very long because they weren't very committal into we got to have kids together. It was more of, you know, they they said, well, as long as we're together, I don't really care about all the other things. And in my heart, I was just, I felt torn, I felt weakened, I felt melancholic, I felt dizziness, I felt befuddlement too, I really did. I remember we did chores around their homes sometimes on some weekends. Typical, all the household chores you could think of, we did it all. They often told me I was the best father they ever had. And I felt a mixture of guilt and relief mixed up in one because of it. And then I do remember 
in terms of being with them. That when we started talking to each other, they said, this is how I want my father figure to treat me when I misbehave. At first, they're like, I want to be yelled at. And I quickly told them no. And they, and they, I told them no calmly because it's like, that's not how a man should treat a woman. That's not, and women shouldn't yell at men either. And so they, we agreed not to, no, no yelling aloud. And they, they did, however, say when it comes to sex, You know, I can't help but to be loud, though. Which was very true from personal experience. And you know what I mean by that. It wasn't so loud that they were bad neighbors, but they were very audible, so to speak. Um... So we agreed not to yell at each other outside of sex. And we also agreed during sex not to abusively yell at each other either, nor abusively yell. So we cut the yelling out the equation, abusively speaking. Number two, they said they wanted to be cursed out. I said, no, that's not how men and women should treat each other ever. So we agreed not to do that. They did ever say during sex, I use colorful language when my G-spot is climaxing and I'm orgasming from personal experience. That's true. And we agreed not to curse at each other at all, not even during sex, but we cussed together during sex. Sometimes that happened. And the next thing they wanted was to be whooped and spanked when they were out of order. And I said, and, I, and that one horrified me the most because it's like, uh, no, men and women should not be violent to each other. So we cut that out. They did have her say, look, I, I, I tend to be sexually submissive during sex, so... I need you to keep me from being out of pocket in terms of sexual role playing. So during sex, I would whoop them and spank them. But it was BDSM-ish. It was from a standpoint of rough sex. It was never violent nor um, abusive. But that was something that they said, I, I, I can't have sex without it. So that's what would happen sometimes. Um, I, um, another thing they wanted was they said, I, I like it when my man is staring at me. And at first, I wasn't sure, like, stare, like, as in admire you, because that's one thing, but stare at you like you're a piece of meat. It's like, uh, 
don't think that's how men and women should treat each other. Um, and I remember that they were like, you know, they were like, no, I'm not talking about that type of thing. I'm talking about I want my man to never take his eyes off me. I want my man to look me up and down. I want my man to zone in on me. I want my man to compliment how I look. I want my man to um, I want my I want to have my man's mouth just drop to the ground when he sees me. my man to wolf whistle me I couldn't whistle but I did my best luckily it sounded like a whistle um cause I, I did mouth movements for years and I was able to make it sound like a whistle even though it wasn't a whistle and they said I want my man to say woo wee when he sees me and they said during sex I want my man to stare at me while he's sexing me and at first I wasn't sure to do any of these things I'm like but I don't want you to feel self-conscious or feel like you're a trophy and they said I need these things relationship wise and it's not bad when a good man does all these things so I would do all those things when it came to sex fact they wanted me to grab and squeeze them when it came to a way of initiating the sex they wanted me to hold their buttocks firmly tightly and swat it also as a way to initiate the sex and I was uncomfortable with these things in the beginning I was like oh man this I I, I felt like a predator and they they convinced me other and they were able to say no again and they didn't say it impatiently they just said again I, I only I only let a good man do all these things to me. Therefore, Antonio, just know you're not a bad man. So I would do all these things when it came to sex. So, um, and just in general. Next thing they wanted was when they misbehaved me, put their fingers in their fi- my finger, index finger in their face and wag my finger and tell them they're wrong and explain why they're wrong. At first, I was just like, I can't do any of these things. 
And they said, okay, and sexual role-playing will do it. And that's what we did. And that these were their um, aphrodisiacs, what have you. And they really liked porn talk, their talk of flirty talk outside of sex and during sex and I was just like okay during sex in a way that we're not disrespecting each other that's outside of sex I'm just that's not my thing so during sex we would talk those type of talks that I just told you about and I remember that when I interacted with them. That. So we agreed not to be racist with each other in any kind of way and we weren't because the racism was a trigger for us so whenever we talked about racism from a race relations racial justice standpoint at the time I felt that they were true allies because they self-educated regarding injustice that happens to black folks. I'm talking about the women, some of the women that weren't black. <laughs> I dare say white or Latina in this case. So they agreed to like each other for who we are, to love each other's skin colors, ethnicities, pigmentations, and races without being racist. We chose not to be colorblind, but we chose to not obsess over skin color. So, When it was time to leave, well, for me to leave, they would get upset and tell me not to motherfucking leave. And at first I thought they were cursing at me, so I asked them if they were doing that. And they declined. They were like, I apologize for coming out that way, but not being around you aches me because you're the only man that knows how to make a woman feel brand new. You found out what it meant to me, R E S P C T. You know how to treat a woman with a little respect. You made me feel like a brand natural woman is their exact words to me. So when I told them I'll be back tomorrow, I never break my promise and they said I know but 
and I have in the realm makes me feel restless and empty. Those are the exact words to me. And, um, Just us reminiscing how, how rough that time period of our lives were. And um, I would spend the night more and more often. always educated ourselves about race, about gender, so we were never misogynistic nor misandrist toward each other in any kind of way. And I do remember with them that I, towards the end, I was monogamous with one of them. So the rest I stopped sleeping with one was like, I don't want you looking at porn no more. I want to be the only one you're sexual with. So my last two months at being at Beacon, there was one I was sleeping with. She was black, black, dark skinned. And we consider ourselves like a cup, like a, like a couple kind of. It was we were casually dating, but it was casual monogamy at the time. Everybody else, I went, I was casually dating. I was in casual relationships with. I did race play with a white woman one time, but we didn't go about it in a racist way. We were trying to heal from the racism we both went through. Me the most. I went through the most racism. She endured racism. from even people who are white and people non-white because of her love for multicultural diversity. And these were Confederate sympathizers that she told me about.
So, um, trying to see if there's any more memories. And the memories I have was, um, misogynist that they were married to and in exclusive romantic relationships with they were all cheating spouses so here were all their signs of them being cheating spouses um smells perfume slash cologne on bed sheets or their clothing find hair in your bed or in their car, getting phone messages, texts, or emails from old girlfriends or boyfriends, looking in the personal sections of websites, chatting with the opposite sex or same sex on Facebook, because these men um, even hit their sexual orientation. Um, turns off phone or doesn't answer when they are away from home starts dining out at restaurants you have never been to only remembers negative aspects of your relationship looks nervous when their phone rings has separate email accounts hidden from you no longer kisses you during sex locks the bathroom or bedroom door goes to social events without you suggests you do suggest you go do activities without them, keeps a change of clothing in their car, is evasive about details, pays bills late, uh, stops helping helping pick up around the house, doesn't want to spend time with activities, stays out late with odd excuses, a big warning sign, Um, is suddenly private about cell phones, Wants more alone time, wants privacy in the bathroom, doesn't want, um, excess, um, wants privacy in the bathroom to the point of excessiveness, doesn't want to go on romantic dates with you, critical of you in any way they weren't critical of you in any... Critical of you in any way they weren't before. Talks down to you in public or criticizes the way you look. Spends more time in front of the computer. Big changes in sex habits. Quit smoking abruptly or start smoking. Has a distorted view of honesty. Doesn't say they love you as often. Begins drinking more socially. Accuses you of infidelity. Changes computer login passwords. Wants to work out at the gym frequently when they never did before. People you know start asking you how the relationship is going, changes underwear frequently, behaves erratically, talks more often about disappointments, doesn't go where they said they were going, complains about the past more, leaves for work earlier, arrives home later, talks about movies you haven't seen together, gets new hairstyle grooming habits, talks more often with friends of the opposite sex or in same sex than usual, defends other cheaters, doesn't want you coming into their workplace 
um, starts cursing more often to the point of excessiveness. And when they did get a new hairstyle grooming habits, it was because they felt complimented by the ones they were cheating with. Has a sudden bad attitude toward God or religion in this case. Normally they wouldn't express negative views on religion, but they did ever since they got with the person they cheated with. That's cursing more often much more to the often to the point of excessiveness. Buys you a gift for no reason, maybe out of guilt, increasing phone hangups. They distance themselves from the children, seems much more distracted. Starts complimenting, stops complimenting you or even noticing things about you. Talks about someone they work with more. Your sex life deteriorates or becomes non-existent. Picks a fight with you so they can have an excuse to leave. Erases text message or caller ID. Orders things for the house they never did before. Changes position on politics or abortion or something they stood for. Begins reading sex magazines and slash her books. Says a different name in their sleep. Buys a lot of brand new clothing. Is acting overly jealous of you. Has a sudden drastic change in attitude. Keeps toothbrush and mouthwash on them or in their car. Come somewhere in clothing that you've never seen before. Wants the cart emptied of all kids' toys or car seats. Is worried much more about appearance. Was very big on going to church ever since they started cheating. Doesn't want to go to church or be around friends of strong moral standing. Wants to know if you really love them. Gives you a pat on the back instead of hugging or kissing. Wants to send you off to relatives' house alone. Means listening to a new type of music and knowing about the artists. Needs to attend out-of-town conventions or seminars. Has new interests they frequently talked about. Wants to hang out with friends they haven't talked about in years. Is suddenly possesses of wallet, briefcase, phone, or computer. Unexplained ATM withdrawals. Opens a separate bank account and doesn't tell you. Takes a shower as soon as they get home. Shuts off the computer or quickly clicks off a page when you enter the room. Um, is calling you by new pet names you have never heard before. Is in front of the mirror more often to the point of excessiveness. Spends a lot of time with someone who's going through a divorce or always arrives late. Wants to leave the house to walk the dog more often. Takes up a new hobby activities that keeps them away. Listening, listening to music that's degrading to the opposite sex and same sex. Doesn't want you to touch them anymore. Doesn't want to sign a long-term rental lease. Gets coded text messages. Begins working long nights and weekends. Wants to open a separate bank account. Has trouble remembering things they said before. Accuses you of snooping through their things. They said they need more time. You'll find a condom in their clothing or in their car, including adult enhancement products. Drinks alcohol comes in with a smell on their breath. Doesn't usually drink alone. Has a new attitude towards you, friends, co-workers, or the secretary. Start to receive secretive late-night phone calls or texts. Decide to do their own laundry. Begins blaming you for things that have gone wrong in the relationship. Has a new interest in friends you have never heard of or met. Takes off their wedding ring or forget to wear their wedding ring or consciously don't wear their wedding ring. And start using different vocabulary manner and manner of speech. Those were the hundred signs of them as cheating spouses.
And um, I always told them I loved them outside of sex and during sex. That was their favorite thing to hear me say to them. That made them climax and orgasm the most. So once they met me, they put their husbands to the back burner. Some moved out and had their own place, and some kicked their life partners out, the ones that were male misogynists. And they gave me an extra room in their homes. And then they said, our water room and our master bedroom is your primary room. Where I sleep is, is where you sleep. So they said, this is our bedroom, this is our water room. Some of the husbands and, and unmarried life partners I met, it was just cordial. And they were upset that I was with their their wives and their girlfriends, but they suppressed their anger towards it because they were like, but Tony is a decent guy, so he wouldn't wreck a family if he could depend on it. So it, I was amazed that he felt that way because I was expecting rumble in the jungle from them, but that's not what happened, thankfully. And so, that's what I remember about everything that happened around that time. And I think I'm done for now telling those stories, but I really want to get to this. Now in the episode with this. Here's why I want to be an independent um, porn contractor regarding ethical porn. So, ethical porn is what I want to be independent 
contractor in. That means that I am for ethical porn film crews. I am for ethical porn directors. I am for ethical porn productions. I am for ethical porn producers. I am for ethical porn executive producers. I am for ethical porn production offices. I am for ethical porn line producers. I am for ethical porn production assistants. I am for ethical porn production assistants. I am for ethical porn production management. I am for ethical porn production managers. I am for ethical porn assistant production managers. I am for ethical porn unit managers. I am for ethical porn production coordinators. I am for ethical porn first assistant directors. I am for ethical porn second assistant directors. I am for ethical porn other assistant directors. I am for ethical porn accounting. I am for ethical porn production accountant. I am for ethical porn. I am for ethical porn production production accountants. I am for ethical porn locations. I am for ethical porn location managers. I am for ethical porn assistant location managers. I am for ethical porn location scouts. I am for ethical porn location assistants. I am for ethical porn location production assistants. I am for ethical porn digital services. I am for ethical porn social publicists. I am for ethical porn legal counsels. I am for ethical porn systems administrators. I am for ethical porn continuity. I am for ethical porn script supervisors. I am for ethical porn casting. I am for ethical porn casting directors. I am for ethical porn cast production assistants. I am for ethical porn camera lighting. I am for ethical porn director of photography. I am for ethical porn cameras. I am for ethical porn camera operators. I am for ethical porn first assistant cameras. I am for ethical porn second assistant cameras. I am for ethical porn film loaders. I am for ethical porn camera production assistants. I am for ethical porn digital imaging technicians. I am for ethical porn study cam operators. I am for ethical porn motion control technicians slash operators. I am for ethical porn set photographers. I'm for ethical porn lighting. I'm for ethical porn gaffers. I'm for ethical porn best boy electrics in parentheses. I'm for ethical porn lighting technician slash electrics. I'm for ethical porn grips. I'm for ethical porn key grips. I'm for ethical porn best boy parentheses grips. I'm for ethical porn dolly grips. I'm for ethical porn sound productions. I'm for ethical porn production sound mixers. I am for ethical porn boom boom operators. I am for ethical porn second assistant sounds. I am for ethical porn art departments. I am for ethical porn production designers. I am for ethical porn art sets and graphic art. I am for ethical porn art directors. I am for ethical porn standby art directors. I am for ethical porn assistant art directors. I am for ethical porn illustrators. I am for ethical porn graphic artists. I am for ethical porn sets. I'm for ethical porn set designers. I'm for ethical porn set decorators. I'm for ethical porn buyers. I'm for ethical porn lead persons. 
I am for ethical porn set dressers. I am for ethical porn greens persons. I am for ethical porn constructions. I am for ethical porn construction coordinators. I am for ethical porn head carpenters. I am for ethical porn prop makers. I am for ethical porn scenics. I am for ethical porn key scenics. I am for ethical porn head of the plastering department. I am for ethical porn property. I am for ethical porn prop masters. I am for ethical porn weapons masters. I am for ethical porn costume departments. I am for ethical porn costume designers. I am for ethical porn costume supervisors. I am for ethical porn key customers. I am for ethical porn costume standbys. I am for ethical porn breakdown artists. I am for ethical porn costume buyers. I am for ethical porn cutters. I am for ethical porn hair and makeup. I am for ethical porn key makeup artists. Um, I am for ethical porn special makeup effects artists. SFX makeup. I am for ethical porn makeup supervisors. I am for ethical porn makeup artists. I am for ethical porn key hair. I am for ethical porn hair stylists. I am for ethical porn special effects. Departments, I'm for ethical porn special effects supervisors, I'm for ethical porn special effects assistants, I'm for ethical porn stunts, I'm for ethical porn stunt performers, I'm for ethical porn stunt coordinators, I'm for ethical porn post production, I'm for ethical porn film editors, I'm for ethical porn post production supervisors, I'm for ethical porn editorials, I'm for ethical porn negative cutters, I'm for ethical porn colorists, I'm for ethical porn telesign. Tel- Telescene colorists, I'm for ethical porn visual effects, I'm for ethical porn visual effects producers, I'm for ethical porn visual effects creative directors, I'm for ethical porn visual effects supervisors, I'm for ethical porn visual effects editors, I'm for ethical porn compositors, I'm for ethical porn rotoscope artists slash paint artists, I'm for ethical porn mate painters, I'm for ethical porn sound and music. I'm for ethical porn sound designers. I'm for ethical porn dialogue editors. I'm for ethical porn sound editors. I'm for ethical porn re-recording mixers. I'm for ethical porn music supervisors. I'm I'm for ethical porn composers. I'm for ethical porn foley artists. I'm for ethical porn conductors slash orchestrators. I'm for ethical porn score recorders slash mixers. I'm for ethical porn music preparation. I'm for ethical porn music editors. I'm for ethical porn additional orchestration. I'm for ethical porn pre- Visualization. I'm for ethical porn animation. I'm for ethical porn 3D modern gra- 3D modern computer graphics. And I'm for ethical porn computer animation. I'm for ethical porn videographers. I'm for ethical porn screenwriters. I'm for ethical porn actors. I'm for ethical porn actresses. I'm for ethical porn filmographers. I'm for I'm for ethical porn discographers. I'm for ethical porn cinematography. I'm for ethical porn pornographers. I'm for ethical porn above the line personnel. I'm for ethical porn screenwriters. I'm for ethical porn below the line technical crew. I'm for ethical porn pre-production. I'm for ethical porn principal photographer. I'm for ethical porn post-production. I'm for ethical porn film studios. I'm for ethical porn production companies. I'm for ethical pornography companies. I'm for ethical porn intellectual property rights. I say that because...
ethical porn does specialize in being catered to survivors of sexual abuse, gynecological disorders, reproductive disorders, sexual disorders, infertility, pelvic inflammatory disease, pregnancy complications, miscarriages, sexual dysfunction, acquiring sexually transmitted infections slash diseases, including HIV slash AIDS, mortality from injuries, increased risk of suicide, anxiety, depression, chronic pain, psychosomatic disorders, unsafe abortions, unwanted pregnancies, pregnancy from rape, um, uh, mental illnesses, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, mood disorders, personality disorders, psychotic disorders, substance use disorders, alcohol use disorders, body image disorders, sexual assault, sexual slavery, sex exploitation, sexual exploitation, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, sexual slavery, sexual violence, sexual bullying, molestation, pedophilia, statutory rape, and even survivors of cheating. Even survivors of rape cultures, adults and children. Even survivors of victim blaming, victim shaming, victim gaming, fruit shaming, kink shaming, consent shaming, sex shaming, body shaming, and slut shaming. They don't, I think ethical pornography has what it takes to cater to survive, dedicated to survivors of of sexual deviancy, sexual perversion. And I do know in my heart that ethical pornography does cater to survivors of intimate partner violence and domestic violence. And I really need to say this. I know in my heart that ethical pornography caters to those who have had safe abortions. So that's what occurred. Now you know why I want to be an independent porn contractor regarding ethical porn. Because in ethical porn, 
you're always treated with royalty when it comes to your your body, treated like royalty when it comes to your mind, treated like royalty when it comes to your heart, treated like royalty when it comes to your soul, treated like royalty when it comes to your spirit, treated like royalty when it comes to hearing, seeing, taste, touching, smelling. Personality, disposition, sexual personality, or erotic blueprint types are all honored within ethical porn. And LGBTQ plus people are very much celebrated in the world of ethical porn. And all the time I was together with that one woman. I didn't look at porn. I wasn't having sex with anybody else but her. The other women I was involved with when I was college, they didn't mind me looking at porn because they're like, well, you know, it's helping Antonio sexually, so it may be helping him as a good man. That's what they said to me. So... I no longer look at the notifications that pop up when it comes to the news. I don't even look at the comments of trolls anymore. And I don't even read the news articles anymore. I've totally divorced myself from the media. It's physically, but more importantly, psychologically. So I'm going to finish off with the affairs part, and I would say that... Before I go any further, I can honestly say that ethical porn is completely designed for me. And I am 100% proud of that. Now, let's get finished up with um, the affairs part. Um, I come to recognize that Yes, we were basically each other's porn stars in every which sexual way. And I think that ultimately we were drawn to each other. Because of a shared brokenness, even though 
it was different in some respects and some aspects. tell you is these hard truths about the affairs part of my life um The physical and spiritual adultery began with disappointment and dissatisfaction. Real within an already existing relationship. The spiritual and physical adultery began with diverting affection from one object of devotion to another. The spiritual and physical adultery involved a process of deterioration It was not usually an impulsive decision in our case. And the physical and spirit, the f- spiritual and physical adultery involved the creation of a fantasy about what a new object of love can do for us. And Our process was dangerous because we didn't always realize that it was happening until it was too late. The diverting of our affections, the first step in the blinding process, metaphorically speaking, that led us into calamitous chaos. Such fantasies create unrealistic expectations of what a new relationship can do and only leads to disappointment all existing future relationships which happened to us. Feelings of disappointment and dissatisfaction are normal when endured will pass, but there's a feeling that we had to fill each other's voids because we were disappointed in those that did not fill those voids properly, which led them away from from their life partners and me, I was led away from sexual integrity and just integrity in general. Their relationships were broken. There was hard-heartedness regarding immorality. Their life partners who were cheating broke the vows of monogamy in full awareness of what they were doing. You know, the physical, spiritual, and physical adultery we're engaging in. Was us engaging in metaphorically miscreant behavior tragically.
And then I did even more soul searching. And I recognize that it's not enough to avoid adultery. We must also keep our hearts from commodification and be faithful. So, that is the full story. Wait a minute, is is it? Let me ask myself, is it? Um, Some got divorces. Some didn't even bother to completely filed for divorce but most did and the rest who didn't was like you know what I don't need the law to tell me that I'm done with this trifling spouse of mine, trifling life partner of mine And that's what I remember for right now.